Okay. So with Hashem's help, we're going to jump back into our series. We had, like Yitzhi mentioned, a couple of weeks off. And jumping back into it, we're trying still to stay with the Mahalach. This is going to evolve and change with the weeks and months. But for now, we're trying to cover one Torah per year. Eventually, once we get uh, our feet wet and a little bit more used to the Mahalach and the method of Rabbi Nachman, we're going to start to venture into the longer lessons and then hopefully um, expand that into really learning Lukut Maran properly, which is to do the teaching and then Lukut Alachas as well. But that's, that's not for a while. We're just opening, opening up a little bit the windows to let the light of Rabbi Nachman's Torah shine out and, uh, and, to, and to slowly get ourselves accustomed to the Rebbe's way of, of teaching. Okay, so today we're taking a look at Torah Kufnun Hay 155, and you have the sheets in front of you. And also, if you turn the page over, you'll see a Dagal Machne Ephraim, who is the Rebbe's uncle, um, the brother of his mother, Fega, was Rebbe Ephraim of Sadakov, a grandson of the Baal Shem Tov, a daughter of a, a son of Adol, Rabbi Nachman's famous daughter, Adol. And we're going to learn a teaching from him as well. It's very, very connected, as we're going to see. Okay, so let's take a look at um, the Rebbe's Torah. And he says like this, Atzvus, depression, sadness, not the clinical kind, but the mood. The mood that's a result of a person not having, as we're going to see, enough emuna. We're going to see that in a minute. Atzvus himida ra ma'oid. This kind of attitude, this kind of trait, mida ra ma'oid is a horrible thing. We're going to see is going to develop what this really means. Umasha Adam Sadik. And this that a person doesn't make strides or take strides, make effort to grow in their Avodah Hashem, which of course in Breslov is Rabbi Nachman uses this example, it's encapsulated in traveling to a tzaddik, which in Breslov and Chasidus Bakhlal was seen as a really important step that a person needs to take on their journey toward spiritual elevation to get close to a spiritual master. And it was a hard thing. It wasn't like today. Even today it's, it's difficult. But back then, travel was incredibly challenging. And it was a big deal. It was, a, it was dangerous. It, it cost a whole lot of money. It was very uncomfortable, not like today. And so, this that a person doesn't gather their strength to travel to the tzaddik, but again, you know, that's just a, like fill in the blank here for anything that we can think is a real step in our Avodah Hashem, who machmas atzlus, atzvus rather ukvedus, is a result of this kind of dark sadness, gloominess, a matzav of despair, ukvedus, and heaviness. And this is a little bit more close to home. This that we find it hard to daven. Says the Rebbe, at the root of it, who machmas also. It's really because deep down inside, we have atzvus, and here introduces another element, sadness and laziness, va'atzlus. What does all this mean? Debilitating sadness, darkness, despair, laziness. Another word that he used is kfedus, heaviness. What does all this mean? So the Rebbe sums it up. Hey, thank you so much for coming. Great to see you. Um, do we have enough sheets? I think we have some sheets over there in the middle. Thank you so much for coming. There are seats down here as well, if you'd like. So the Rebbe says, what does this mean? 
What does this mean? Atzvus va'atzlosu kvedus. Hainu machmas chesron emuna. He says what this means is that there's something lacking in our emuna, in our faith. Because says the Rebbe, and this is a huge klal, if a person would really have total faith, and a person would believe that a Kodesh Baruch Hu is standing a love over him, and Hashem is listening to each and every word that we utter from our mouths, and not only is HaKadosh Baruch Hu listening to the words, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu takes great pleasure in the voice that we use to David, which Rabbi Nachman has another Torah about in Torah of Zion. It's referred to in other places, in other Svarim, how just the voice of a person, like David Amalek says, Ki shama Hashem, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you have heard, we say in Tachnun, Kol Bechi. Right? Not even the content of my cry, but call just the very voice, the very expression that a person makes in an in, in attempt to communicate with a Kodesh Baruch Hu, Hashem is listening to that. If a person really had this total and utter faith, how could a person daven with heaviness, with laziness, by rote? Right? How could that be? If a person would mamish have this emuna, that somehow, work it out, HaKadosh Baruch is not a person who could only hear one thing at one time. We need to believe that at any given moment of time, all of the infinite is available and accessible to each and every spark of the infinite, which we call human beings. We need to believe that, right? How could that be? We have a whole million of people talking to Hashem. Hashem can manage to be totally, infinitely present for each and every person. Right? It's not, Hashem is not a person. It doesn't work that way. So if a person really had that emuna, that the whole infinite consciousness of reality, mamish reality, is standing right in front of me, listening to each and every letter of each and every word, of each and every sentence, of each and every paragraph, of each and every tefillah. And that not only that, but the voice that a person uses to produce these words is precious to the infinite one and represents the sum total purpose for which HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world. Am zu yitzarta li. The Pasuk says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, I created this nation. For what? Tihilasi yisapeiru, to daven. We know Adam Rishon also was created for what purpose? Great to see you. Thanks for coming. Um, do we have an extra sheet? Yeah, one more. We know that David HaMelech was ultimately created, the crowning jewel of creation, for what purpose? Because something was missing. There was nobody to daven for the rain. Right? That, that means the sum total of the human ambition of a Kodesh Baruch Hu creating people was for what? For tefillah. And that's not just a tefillah of once upon a time. That's each and every tefillah that each and every one of us throughout history, each and every year davens, each and every human really, so if a person walked into Davni with this awareness, and Mamish had that awareness completely, says the Rebbe, there's no chance that a person would Davin with, with sadness. We're going to get deeper into that in a minute. Or with laziness. Or with heaviness. The Chazal say, Al tast keva, right? It shouldn't be with, with kvedas. It should be rachmiv tachnunim. An emotional outpouring of the heart. And certainly such a person would daven properly. So why is it that our tefillah keeps on getting confused and interrupted? 
It's not a tefillah problem. And this is so um, uh, emblematic of, of the Torah of Panemius, where it's not interested in dealing with the symptoms. It always wants to know what, are, what is the malady, right? Meaning there, there, are, there are a great many different, different difficulties that a person could have. So the question is, do we look at them as problems? Or do we have the capacity to look beyond the surface, which is panemius, right? To look inside and to see what is the root problem that's causing all of these symptoms and to treat that. So the Rebbe says, if a person would come to me, which is what the Rebbe is doing in his, in his Tyrus, he's giving us advice. And eight says, if we would walk into him. So all of us have this issue, I think. I can speak for myself, certainly. I, I can't daven properly. Keep on getting distracted. And I just, no, I don't feel it. I don't have cheshek. And the Rebbe would say, you don't have a tefillah problem. You have an emuna problem. Because if emuna was bishlemas, so then the mela tefillah is bishlemas. If someone can, yeah, or Johnny, you're not a, yeah, just click the, the key. Yeah, yeah. It's an emuna problem. So the Rebbe says, Ach ikr So really, the reason why tefillah is so challenging, hu bamachmas chesrin emuna, because it comes from a lack of emuna. And therefore, when a person doesn't have this awareness, hasn't managed to access this layer of apprehending the world in a way of faith, so just all the time is falling upon himself or herself, laziness and heaviness and sadness, and is coming to confuse his tefillah. Because again, because why would a person be feeling any of these feelings? Because of a lack of emuna. Now, if you take a step back and think about it, it's a little bit challenging. A little bit challenging to understand why a person would be feeling atzvus, like depression, debilitating dark sadness, because of a chesron of emuna in the context of not being able to daven properly. We could understand why a person would be a little bit lazy and he's, he's not careful to, let's say, come to davening on time or stay all the way to the end or say every word with the proper kavana. We understand why a person would be kaved. It's, it's, it's heavy, maybe because the person is doing so by rote. But that's not what the Rebbe began the lesson with. If you look at the very first word, it doesn't say atzlus humida rama oid. It doesn't say kvedus humida rama oid. It says atzvus. That means the sum total or the, 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 the pinnacle, the quintessence of atzlus and kvedos is atzlus. Is this word that we could translate as, as depression, heavy, dark sadness, blackness, despair. What does that have to do with Amuna? So the Rebbe teaches in Sicha Saran, who drew very heavily on Rabbi Nachman, and wrote a pirush on one of Rabbi Nachman's Svarim, Sefer Amidus, or Tzadik wrote um, the Mar Makaymas for all of Rabbi Nachman's small one-liners about various Midas, or Tzadik wrote the Mar Makaymas for that. So Rabbi Tzadik teaches very famously also in, uh, in Sikhs the Tzadik that, when a, that just as much as a person needs to believe in Hashem, Acher Kach, a person needs to believe that Hashem believes in, in himself. A person needs to have faith in his or her own abilities. We, we had a previous year on this, right? The power of, that, that the human being has to influence all the worlds we learn from the Nevesha Chaim and so on. 
So emuna isn't just emuna in Hashem to believe that there's a there's a God who created the world. If we really understand what it means that Hashem created the world and created each and every one of us, that emuna needs to translate immediately into into belief in me. Because of Kadosh Baruch who created the world and He put us in it, so the memela He mamish believes in us to do what we were created to do, to continually move up the ladder in Avodah Hashem, to be able to find Hashem when we're not moving up the ladder, and when we find it difficult and challenging, and vis-a-vis the mistakes of the past, to be able to somehow find the strength to take the next right step, to turn that story around, but to be in it. HaKadosh Baruch Hu believes in us. He created us and recreates us each and every second. Says Rabbi Nachman, if a person feels atzvus, a person feels that there's no hope for me. A person feels there's no point in davening. Because davening is such a great, great investment in hope. That we believe that things could change. We believe that even though the matzav is difficult and limitations are, are, are being, are being, are being uh, uh, met and we can't move forward. Like we said, I think we learned this previously, tefillah is, is a gateway into the, the world of endless possibility. If a person is finding that difficult, then it's not about their amuna in, in Hashem. It's because somewhere deep inside, they stop believing in themselves. And if we stop believing in ourselves, then Mimela, that's automatically a pagam in our amuna in Hashem. Because you can't have one without the other. I can't believe that there's a HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the world who's pumping me with a life force, a Mechadosh Betuva, B'chaim Tamid, my Sabaratius, and breathing each and every breath into me and keeping me alive and sustaining me in this world and yet believe that there's no hope for me. Those two things are, are, are antithetical. They're, they're, they, they don't go together. They're oxymoronic. It's a little bit like somebody who believes the Mashiach but doesn't believe that every year there's a part of the Mashiach. That's right. Same, same <laughs> That's the same, same idea. idea. Right. It's, it's, a, it's, an Ill, it's, a, it's a logical impossibility to believe in Hashem who's bringing me into being but not believe that I have anything to do in this world. Can't be. So the Rebbe says one leads to the other. The more a person believes in a Kodesh Baruch Hu, has to translate into Amun and myself. The more a person believes in themselves, that has to be linked to this that a Kodesh Baruch Hu, the Infinite One, is filling me with life for the purpose of helping me to do what it was that I was put in the world to do. And that's why I think there's this diok. You can look in the, in the second paragraph here, or the first paragraph. Vayamamin, the middle line, Vayamamin, if a person would believe, Sha'ashem Baruch made a love. That a Kaddish Baruch Hu is standing over him, standing upon him. And like the Meashilach says, I said this recently in a shir, I can't remember if it was in this series or in another series or at a different event, where the Ishvitzer says, what's Pshat? We know that Avram Avinu at three years old, Hikras Vayrai, how? Through the Bira de Lakas. Sees a whole palace that's burning on flames. What does the Pasuk say? What does the, what does the Medrash say? He was asking, Mi Habal Habira, what's the Lashen? Miyad Hitzitz, a love, Bal Habira. Hitzitz is like, uh, uh, really means to look, like meitzitz menacharakim, but it can mean to appear. Hitzitz a love, it's sparked upon him, right? Something like that, a lighted up, upon him. Hitzitz a love, bal habira. Frek the meashilach, huh? Eureka moment. A eureka moment, I guess, right? Hitzitz, mamish. Hitzitz a love, bal habira. Frek the meashilach, it should say, really, hitzitz a love, bal habira. 
HaKadosh Baruch Hu appeared to him, the, the master of the palace that Avram Avinu was asking about, appeared a love. Like it says, Vayera a love, right? In the Pasuk in the beginning, Vayera a love, Hashem be'ilonim amre, and so on. A love, what's hitit a love? Says the Me'ashilach, the deepest thing. Avram Avinu saw a world that was in flames. A world that, meaning that was falling apart. If you want to go even deeper, Avram Avinu saw a world of fragmentation because that's the nature of fire. That's why fire is connected to the, the sphera of, or the mida of Gvura. Why? Because fire takes something that was previously whole, one, and it breaks it down into ashes, into tiny little pieces. It's causing something that was unified to break to break into, into, into fragmentation. That's the nature of fire. That's gvura. Gvura is limitation, constriction. It takes something that's whole and it chooses only to separate and see tiny parts of the thing. What's the hepech of fire? What's the opposite of fire? Water. Water is the vida of chesed, which does the opposite. It takes... It takes the shape of everything that's also nachon, because it has to be mugdar by, by borders. But more specifically, in this context, it takes a, a billion pieces of a, a, a flour and it turns it into one dough, to one piece of lechem. Fire has the exact, uh, uh, water rather, has the exact opposite um, nature as fire does, because that's the midah of chesed, and we know who was the midah of chesed. Avram Avinu. So Avram Avinu sees a world on fire, which could mean a number of things. Here we're giving two levels of interpretation. Avram sees a world that's on fire, meaning it's, it's in crisis. It's burning to the ground. Or, which is really the same thing, if you think about it very deeply, Avram sees a world that's devolved into tremendous, tremendous degrees of separateness and fragmentation. This one bowing down to that idol, this one bowing down to the other idol, this one serving this power in creation as having created things or being worthy of sacrifice. There's no unifying element. And Avram Avinu cries out about this. Avram says, where's the unity in the world? Where is the oneness in the world that can bring people together, that can help people live with each other in harmony and peace Says the Ishbitzer, hits it a love, Bal Habira. Hakadosh Baruch Hu appeared not to Avraham, but Avram Avinu reached the realization that if I'm the one, meaning Avram Avinu is the one that's recognizing this as being such a horrible, catastrophic issue, and Avram is wondering who's the who's the Mandam, who's the Bal of us here. Hitzitz a love Baal Habira. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, you're the one that sees a world on fire. You are the water, literally the chesed. You are the mayim. You are the roish l'ma'aminim. You are the one that's going to channel my elukus into the world to be able to bring this separateness together by preaching the doctrine of Hashem Echad Ushmai Echad. That's Avram Avinu. It's a love, Balabir. HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, it's you. You are the Chelek Alekamimal. You are the Tzalem Elokim. You are going to be the one, the Nefesh Asher Asa Bukharan, Nefesh, singular, right, which is also a Bechina of Ki'ish Echad, Belev Echad, Nefesh, HaNefashos Asher Asu Bukharan. They didn't make one Nefesh, they make many Nefashos. But Avram Avinu's whole thing was to show all the different Nefashos that there only is one Nefesh. 
His job was to take a look at the world on fire, fragmentation, and he was the mita of chesed mayim to bring that, that unifying light, the hitzit love. So you look back into the, the source. So if a person would believe, again, oimed, all love, it's the same lashon. If a person would believe that a Kodesh Baruch Hu is on him, meaning it's literally, we use this lashon in English, it's on me, it's on us. Hashem is on us. It's on us to bring HaKadosh Baruch Hu into the world. Meaning, we would believe enough in Hashem to allow that to translate into belief in my tefillah. To believe that my tefillah matters. <coughs> that every dibor and chatzi dibor, the little stuttering that I'm able to do with whatever kavan I can muster, for however long in davening, so I, I take one tefillah, and I, one bracha, one asher yatsar, one benching, whatever it is, and I mamish do it fully, I have to believe that that's changing and saving the whole world. And each and every one of us needs to approach life that way. Says Rabbi Nachman, without that, we fall into atzvus. Atzvus means I cannot move. I cannot get up. It's hopeless. There's no point of even trying anymore. It's more than atzvus. Atzvus means I see that there's a purpose in trying, but I'm just, I'm very weak and I'm lazy. And all of us deal with that on one level or another. Kvedus means, again, there's what to be done, but I'll push it off until tomorrow because right now I'm just, I'm on my couch. Atzvus is much deeper than that. Atzvus is the, is the root. And the Rebbe says, how do you deal with Atzvus? Rediscover God's faith in you by rediscovering your faith in God. That's how we deal with Atzvus. That's how we fill a cheser and emunah. And the primary expression of emunah, and that's why Rabbi Nachman is using this as, a, as an example, is tefillah. How do we know? What's the connection between tefillah and emunah? The Pasuk says by Moshe Rabbeinu and Yeshua was down in the valley battling with Amalek. What's the Pasuk? Vayiyadav? Emunah. Well, first they were covered. Yeah. Right. But then when he got support, which is a very deep thing, we're all allowed to ask for help. We all need help from Chaverim, from Yedidim. The Pasuk says Moshe Rabbeinu's hands were, were, were faithful. Vayiyadav Emunah. Adra is very beautiful. They turned from being covered into being Yadaim of Emunah. Says the Targum Unculus, Pir Sun Bitsila. Wasn't just his hands were just stam up there, even though, of course, the, the, the Mishnah tells us that his hands were pointing so that everyone should look up at Aminusha Bashamayim. The Targum Unculus says his hands were spread in prayer. His hands were spread in tefillah. Where does the Targum Unculus say tefillah? Well, the Pasuk says, Vayyadav Emuna, which means that in order to daven, and we need to daven not just for ourselves. We need to daven for the whole world, like Rabbi Nachman says in Taradalit. That if Nimsa says the Rebbe, if Bishvili Nivra Oilam, Tsarich, if I'm not mistaken, there's a Lashon, Tsarich Ani Lirois, Vilistakel Vila Ayin Bechal Ace. I need to look and I need to contemplate, I need to focus. Bechal Ace at all times. Bechesr Oilam. To see what the world lacks. And to do what I can to fix the world, and the Rebbe finishes that sentence, I need to daven for the whole world. It's so important, and this is what we talk about all the time, to move our Avodah Hashem from a small pigeonholed focus to the broadest possible focus, without missing steps along the way. Meaning I don't have to just now become a total universalist and pretend like I don't have any personal needs for myself and my family. But we start local, but don't, don't let it stay there. Move global. Because we're global, right? Meaning our neshamas span the whole world. 
He says, Allah bal habira, it's on me and you. We have to daven for the whole world. So that's why the Rebbe is using tefillah, because tefillah is the primary example where a person either lives with this sense of mission and, and we're gonna and we're gonna learn how to maintain that, or a person mamish doesn't. And you can sense it. If a person comes into tefillah and they're not living with their mission. Either they don't believe in the mission, or they don't believe in the one who sent them on the mission, or they no longer believe that they can do the mission. <coughs> and I don't know which of those three is more devastating, but they're all pretty pretty sad. And there's no reason for it, because it's Sheker V'chazav. V'haraya, look at us. We're alive and well. Baruch Hashem. Well enough to, 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 to come to a shir, and to grow, and to, and to strive, and to... We're here. Is, yeah. is there an order to getting out of it or does it does it not make a difference or is that another whole schmooze I mean it probably is another whole schmooze meaning do you go through the emunah of Hashem first to get to the emunah in yourself or you're only emunah first to then realize that you're something bishvili and therefore you can then recognize Hashem again I would say that it's mamish bayim ka'achas I mean for this it's not only a whole schmooze it's a whole separate series because emunah is so huge a topic and there are so many ways in that for each person they'll find their own way in some people it's more intellectual some people it's more emotional some people it's more and each person will have to discover what strengthens their emunah some people it's a pratis story some people it's uh you know proofs to whatever you know emunah is a huge huge topic but i think what it comes down to is realizing that these two things are intertwined the more I believe in myself that I can do something, the more I believe that I can only do something because I have an ashama in me that's not in my capacity to control, right? I can't choose to stop my heart or, Baruch Hashem, or to continue my heart. It's just the etzim life in me is a miracle and it's being gifted to me to be able to do something. And certainly the more that I believe in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so then I, I need to believe. Bad bad. I think it's Boim Ka'achas. These two things are mamish intertwined. The deepest ma'amakim, it's oto davar. And I would say even deeper is that mamish, it's the same thing because I am a chilek alakamimal, as are all of us. And so mamela belief in Hashem is belief in the spark of Hashem that, that is experiencing Hashem. It's, the, it's literally the same thing. Okay, more to talk about there, but let's see how the Rebbe unfolds this lesson. So let's go back in. Kemoy Mashal says the Rebbe, he brings a parable. When a person places a grain of, or, or a seed of wheat. Is there a better word for seed in the context of wheat? Seed, is it a seed of wheat? A grain? A kernel, yeah, maybe a kernel. A kernel, excellent, a kernel of wheat. The Eretz Toiva in good, fertile ground. So what happens? So it takes some time, but it will grow and it will sprout in a, in a beautiful way. And once it's so deeply rooted in that fertile ground, no wind will be able to uproot it, or thunderstorms. Why? Because this plant and this stalk that's growing upward is invested with what's called the capacity, the power to sprout and the power to grow. And once it has that, and it's gotten that from the ground, from the fertile ground. Nothing could get in the way. But if a person will plant this kernel of grain in a ground that doesn't have the right nutrients, and it's just it's sand, let's say, it's not, it's not the right ground for growing something. So you know what happens? It's, it's just going to rot. 
nothing will happen from that. Because it doesn't have this power of sprouting, this power of growing. What's the nimshal? What is koach hatzameach and koach hagoidel? What gives us that each of us should have this rootedness, kipshutai, so that we should have the strength to grow and to, and to sprout and to feel that we have a place and that we have a mission irrespective of what we're going through, not despite whatever we're going through, because of whatever we're going through. Bidiyuk, our circumstances and who we are. What can give that to us? Says the Rebbe, Emuna. Emuna is an aspect of the power to sprout, the power to grow. How do we know? The Rebbe always backs all of his ideas up with Psukim, Amar Chazal, Kamei the Pasuk and Esther says, so we have to already start getting prepared for Purim. That's the next big thing. Ba'ezus Hashem. Also to Bishat, that's true. Ba'yihi o'yimenes hadasa. The Pasuk says that Mordechai raised Esther, Hadassah, because she had no parents. Mordechai was her uncle who raised her. And this Pasuk is telling us that. Ba'yihi es Hadassah. Which word is used to tell us that Mordechai raised Hadassah? Oimein. Says the Rebbe, Lashen Gidel. Very deep. Haman was appointed in Shah. Oh, really? He was hung on a tree. Okay, hung on a tree also. Yeah. And then the Rebbe brings another raya from the Pasuk, etc. Right? The Pasuk was six words, and the Gemara Shabbos Darshans that each of those words is referring to one of the Shisha Sidre Mishnah. Says the Rebbe, Emuna, that Pasuk, Emuna, says Chazal, Ze Seder Zra'im. The Gemara makes a connection between the word emuna, faith, and zraim, growing, sprouting, thriving, with vitality. V'al came therefore says the tzaddik emuna. When a person has this, again, it's it's a consciousness. It's more than just when a person believes in God. It's more than that. You understand? It's a it's a it's a translation of faith in God into faith in oneself. It's understanding the 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 the, the mantle of responsibility that Avram Avinu took upon himself for all time, meaning all of his descendants. It means living with a sense of mission, living to carry on the legacy of Avram. It's not just uh, an abstract emuna. It's not going to do it. Reality. It's mamash reality. And it's an amuna in Hashem abstractly that translates directly, like we keep on saying, into an amuna in myself, an amuna in ourselves and in our mission. So when a person has that, when a person has this, Alkein Amuna, which is an aspect of which is an aspect of this power to grow and to sprout, as I mazik davar, says the Rebbe, a person that's plugged in in this way to this clarity that there is a Hashem and therefore there is a me, right? Meaning that there is personal <coughs> implication and value to my being, so no, nothing can damage such a person. Such a person doesn't become afraid of any person or any circumstance. Such a person dabbins with chiyas, with vitality, with passion. Because it matters. Why does it matter? Because they matter. Why do they matter? Because he matters. Why does he matter? Right? Because 
That's, that's all there is. That's all there is. Ein oid malvadai. When a person lives with that, he's mispal b'chius karo'i. V'naiseyalahatzadik. A person will find the strength to pick themselves up, to travel to a tzadik, to try to connect themselves to limudim that they feel are inspiring them, to, to, to grow, to always be looking. How can I take the next step in my avodah Hashem? How can I be... Such a person is what we call a growing person. Growing, sprouting. Seder Zra'im, emuna. Such a person, it doesn't, it, it doesn't care to be worried or to feel threatened by, by any circumstance. When a person has a so then a person lacks this power to grow and to sprout. Such a person, says the Rebbe Chas Shalom, could live in a state of what's called Nirkov Mamish. Nirkov means to rot. Mamish means? Absolutely. Literally. Right? Absolutely. Completely. Nirkov Mamish. Well, Mamish rot away. Like that kernel of wheat that we mentioned earlier. Which, which kernel of wheat that's placed in ground that's not meant for planting. Just right away. Everything rots first and then it comes out. Ah, we're about to make a diak in that. Excellent, excellent. One second. The alkane, therefore yeshle atzos va'atzos And that's why such a person will, met, will, will present, so to speak, with the symptoms of atzlus and kvedos, laziness and heaviness, which are symptoms of atzvus, which itself is a symptom of not living with, with emunah. And somewhere along the line, we, along the journey, we lost faith in ourselves and in the mission. But who nirkav mamish and such a person will mamish rat. Yeah. I don't know. I'm finding it hard to understand because with the with the mosh he gave. Yeah. Once that seed, the, the kernel is 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 completely entrapped in that in that system. You're telling me there's nothing that can stop it from growing. It will grow. With us humans, once we're we can be really really high in a munna, we still manage to get to places which are really down. And we have to do something. And um, it seems like we're having to constantly um, wrap ourselves in this emuna thing, right? As opposed to the kernel, which it can leave it, leave it to its devices. Whereas humans can't be left to their devices. Hmm. So what I'd say is like this: It's important to know that in, in, in Jewish thought, and the Nefshachaim says the same lashon as the Balatanya about the same Maimar Chazal, like Amar Baruch Asaf Hayamid Aleph. Um, about the five Barchi Nafshis. Very interesting. The Imamish use the same exact Lashon. And the Lashon is, Ein Amashal Daimul Nimshal. Right? These two, the Mashal is not always exactly aligned with the parable. But if you want to get into the Mashal and how that relates, what the Rebbe speaks about when he speaks about um, not being uprooted by the winds and, and so on and so forth doesn't mean as translated into the nimshal, that you and I will never go through challenges even if we have a muna, and that uh, you know everything is hunky-dory. It means that, Adarabba, we're going to go through a lot in our lives, and that's the storms. But being plugged right, being plugged into a muna means that, as we're going to see, and the Rebbe is going to unfold this and, and, and speak about it in a much, much broader, deeper way in a minute, we don't give up. That's what it means doesn't mean that there might not be a period of time where we are growing a little bit less because we're going through stuff. And, and, but it means that we have the impulse, what's also called, without getting into this now, Malchus-based David. It's very, very deep. 
No one in the whole line of Malchus based David gives up, even though they have every reason to. No one gives up. Yehuda doesn't, doesn't, doesn't fall apart. David Amelach, after they, they all make mistakes, and somehow they find the capacity within them. It's it's called the energy of the Balchu. Mamish, that's what it is. The energy of the Balchuva. We want to to continue growing. Even if there are setbacks. When I get back to my in out of my Ruach Stus, my default is and, and and that leads right into this next point that I wanted to make that Rabbi Yitzhi touched on. Rabbi Yitzhi pointed out that the Gemara tells us that the first step in the growth process of a plant is that we put the seed into the ground. It needs, and this is true, it needs to disintegrate first. The outer husk needs to fall away completely until you can't even see it anymore. And at that moment, when all that's left is the essence of the essence of the essence, Roots begin to sp- spread out, and the plant begins to push through the ground. Actually, what's released through the through the rotting gives the the, the the core of it the nutrient that needs to. Sp- Incredible! I know how you're saying the rotting it's itself. Away. It's that the rotting itself is needed as the energy to make whatever's inside. Pile plime, pile plime. So listen to this. Rabbi Nachman had a brother called Rabbi Chil. Rabbi Nachman had another brother, a younger brother called Rabbi Yaakov, and he was known as Rabbi Yaakov Hamnes. Rabbi Yaakov, the deathly one, because he, from a very young age, he was mamish, ill, like, they didn't know, well, he, he was nifter at a very young age. He's buried right outside the Baal Shem Tev. If, you, if you're ever zochet to, to go to the Baal Shem, we should be zochet to be able to more easily travel in Ukraine, to the Kivrit Sadikim, right as you, if you know, if you've ever been there, see, in Mezbish, that's right. So you enter the Beis HaKfaris, anybody knows you'll know what I'm talking about, you make a right, and then as you make the left that leads you up to the thing, right there on the corner you'll see Rabbi Yaakov Hamez, the brother, the brother of Rabbi Nachman. So Rabbi Nachman's older brother was Rabbi Chiel. And Rabbi Chiel's a whole story, I'm not going to get into it now because I want to cover the, the rest of this. First he wasn't so excited about what Rabbi Nachman was doing and then he spent the Shabbos with him and Rabbi Nachman started to reveal to him the deeper meanings and, and mystical allusions in all of what looked like Sichas Chulin of his of his Hasidim, that really was all Saide Saides, Rabbi Chil was completely blown away, and uh, and he became a very close Hasid of the Rebbe, and and uh, and a, and a, a Breslover Hasid who was trying very much to spread what's called in, in Breslov the Rebbe Zach, you know the, the the consciousness of Rabbi Nachman, the teachings of Rabbi Nachman, in a in a faraway distant village where he lived, and there's a letter that we have, we we have about five or six letters from Rabbi Nachman himself. Um, his disciple, Reb Nassim, wrote many, many hundreds of letters, mostly to his son, Reb Yitzchak, which are printed in a sefer called Alam Latrufa, which is super, super beautiful. So in many editions of Alam Latrufa, you'll see at the very beginning five letters that were <coughs> written from, by Rabbi Nachman. One of them is to his brother, Rabbi Chil. We don't have Rabbi Chil's letter to the Rebbe, but we have Rabbi Nachman's response. And it seems from the context that Rabbi Chil was complaining to the Rebbe about his snagdas. That there were people who were making his life miserable, that he was trying with Shem Shemaim to spread the Rebbe's teachings and, and to encourage people in Rosh Hashem. And for any number of reasons, people were opposing his efforts very much and making his life miserable. Rebbe Nachman wrote him back like this. He said, Rebbe Yechiel, don't forget that a major step like we're learning, in the process of a seed beginning to send roots into the ground and to grow, is that it needs to rot first. He said, if your enemies understood how they were aiding you 
in what you're trying to accomplish by opposing you, he said they would stop. <laughs> because he said they don't want you to succeed. He said they don't realize that all of their opposition is an aspect of, of, of helping you to go through what you need to go through, dafka, like Rebutsi is pointing out, which will directly lead to the, to the, to the flourishing. So rotting, so to speak, is going to be a part of the process irrespective of what kind of ground we're planted in, so to speak, whether it's good ground, sandy ground, one second, sandy ground or, or, or fertile ground, whatever it is, that's going to happen regardless of whether you have and I think that's the diak, and I almost think this is MS, why the Rebbe keeps on using this word mamish, because who nirkav is going to happen, right? The rotting is going to take place irrespective of the circumstance, but when a person is planted not in emuna and doesn't have kaya chagad then what happens? The minute that a person starts to rot, they mamish rot. And they don't follow through on the process of, of, of having that emunas, atzmis to be able to find the inner strength to go through what they're going through and to come out the other end because they see some darkness and they, and they give up. Says the Rebbe, who nirk of mamish, what a shame. The, the kernel that needs rotting, asked some of the what is it, Arego Achas, if you're able to say, what is it that needs rotting away? What is it that we're rotting away? It needs to be... A false sense of control, primarily. So Pasuk and Tilim says, Tashiv Enosh Adaka. HaKadosh Baruch you push man, Adaka, Daka could mean poverty, as Daka v'shval ruach, and the Gemara comments on that, Tashiv Enosh Adaka, very interesting, Adichducha shal nefesh. They learn that it's an emotional state. Because probably you push man adichducha shall nefesh until they're until they're 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 at the end, and then the pasuk continues. So a timer. Then you say shuvu adam. Now, now come to me. Hakadosh Baruch Hu wants us not with 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 our big hasagas of what we accomplished and what we did. Look at the Gemara at the end of Saita. When's Mashiach going to come? Kalu kalakitzim. When we say ein lanu amili shain. So it's true collectively on a national level. That's what a Kaddish Baruch was doing, and it's true for us on an individual level. Hashem wants us to surrender, mamish, 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 to come to Him without any heirs, without any heirs, and it's a long process, and life is a bit of a curriculum. To get to get you to that place, it's just level after level after level of thinking. You think you got this? Like, Shem is teaching us, training us to, to really lean into Emunah That's what I'd say. There's more to it, but that, I would say that that's okay. Let's jump back inside, okay? But the, that's the Iker. That's the Iker Nakuda. Says the Rebbe, this is an aspect of the Midah of Erech Who has the Midah of Erech Hashem. One of the thirteen Midas of Rachman. Hashem, Hashem, Kel Rachamachanan, Erech. Apayim Rav Chesed. How do you translate Erech Apayim? What do you say? Patient one. What does it mean on a literal level? Slow faces. Slow faces? Erech. Long face. Erech, right? Erech Apayim. Slow to anger, which means patient, right? That's really what it means. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is patient. Patient. Says the Rebbe, if the Gemara tells us, the Gemara in Tain, the Gemara in the insaita mahu afata right just like our kaddish baruch Hu is so we have to imitate hashem mahu racham avata racham mahu chanan avata chanan mahu erachapayim avata erachapayim it's a consciousness 
What does this mean? What does it mean to have that we should live with the same midah that a Kaddish Baruch Hu has of being marich af? That a person is not fearful of anything. And here he says it. There's going to be bitulu bilba bavidasa. We're human beings. Especially in this dar. And this is what we're going through. Every person struggles. And every person fails. And every person's growing. And every person. That's, we're people. Every person is a person. Not angels. But when a person goes through that darkness. A person doesn't invest so deeply into that, where a person just gives up in the first sight of any bumps in the road, a person finished, my avoid is finished. I failed. What do you mean you failed? You're alive. Rak Such a powerful lushan. Each and every one of us is called upon not to change the whole world and not to be perfect. We're called upon to do one thing and one thing alone. Do what you can. Whatever you can do in your circumstance. And each of us can always choose. Reb Dessler, Nekudah Sabachira, based on Rabbi Nachman, Tara Ayin Beis. Wherever you are in life, there's always a next right step for you. You can always try to move a little bit, little bit further. Maybe you can't accomplish everything. That's not realistic. One step you can take. Says the Rebbe, that's called living with this mida or consciousness of Erech Nothing in the world could, could confuse such a person. Such a wonderful Lashen. He, he just doesn't care about anything. <laughs> and it doesn't mean he doesn't care about anything, that he's mamish like he just you know, sits in bed all day. Doesn't care. On the contrary. Things are not going exactly according to plan. And I think Rabbi Aiden, this speaks to the, the point. He doesn't care. Why doesn't he care? Because it was never about him. Who is it about? It's about the master of heaven and earth. We have Amuna, the Kodesh Baruch who runs the world. Sure, I have Bechira. But Tzachakal, the choices that I have made in the past have led me to this moment. We have to train ourselves to look at each moment independently. It's an illusion, this thing called time, past and future. All you have is the present. This minute. That's what there is. I have to believe that that's Ratzon Hashem Ligamri Ligamri Ligamri. This moment is perfect. So who's it for? If Avodah Hashem was about me, and now things aren't going according to plan, so then I'm finished. Then ikhpatli shum davar. Better believe he cares about it. But if it was all about a Kurdish Baruch Hu in the first place, and the whole purpose is to let go further and further of my own calculations and just do for Hashem what I can do in this moment, and to believe in Him that He believes in me, He does what He can. Says the Rebbe, why does one lead to the other? How does Emuna lead to Erech Look at this brilliant Raya. Because he says, well, look at the Sifri in the beginning of Parashat Surah The Sifri tells us, Whenever there's idol worship in the world, paganism, whenever there's Avoid Zara in the world, 
Then there's af in the world. There's an angry countenance. So then what's the hepech of Avodah Zarah? Emunah. What's the hepech of Charoinav? Erech apayim. Aval ha'yidei emunah, shu hepech Avodah Zarah, nespatala Charoinav. V'zeichen ha'richas apayim. You see what a consciousness this is? I would say if there's any lesson that best encapsulates the Breslover mahalach, like the attitude, the vibe, the energy, the 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 approach to life, it's it's this. This is it. Emuna, bitol, chies, hope, tikva, and this holy loichbat leishum davar. Not afraid of anybody, not afraid of anything, willing to march into every circumstance with a smile on our face, to believe I have an avoida there, to carry on, kesher straight to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, total clarity in what this world is and who we are. This is what Rabbi Nachman wanted, Yishuv Hadas. Yishuv Hadas. What are the ingredients in the Yishuv Hadas cake? Emuna, Aricha Sapayim. Faith in Hashem and therefore in ourselves, and Aricha Sapayim, which is the Hepach of Avarazara, Emuna, Hepach of the opposite of Haroin Af, we're always frustrated and angry about everything and disappointed. Let it be. So impatience is Avarazara. In a way, right? In a way. It's a, it's a lack of emuna. Because impatient means that I need, I need this and I need it now. And I'm forgetting that a Kurdish Baruch who said, well, apparently you don't. Right? Apparently you don't. Because you don't. There's a story like that, huh? When he got angry because even though he didn't, he lacked impatience. That's right. Because I'll say that. Because I'll say that anger is connected to, is Gehenim. Mamish Gehenim. And Garis Ramban also makes a reference to that. Um, what was I just about? What were you just? You, a story. A story. Oh, yeah, a small story. It's just it's somewhat connected, not so connected. There's a story I think with one of the Chabad uh, Rebbe's, whose little child came over to him and and was and they were very poor and he was saying I'm I'm, I'm starving, not just I'm hungry. Abba, I'm I'm starving. If I don't eat something, I'm gonna faint away. And the Rebbe said, the Rebbe said, no, you're not starving. I know it sounds a little bit like every time I say this story, it sounds very cruel. But he was trying to teach him a lesson that was more important than, you know, they were on the Madriga. We couldn't say this to our kids. Um, he said, you're not starving. He said, Abba, I'm dying. <laughs> he said, you're not. He said, I want to teach you a lesson. I'm kin to my child. He said, the minute that you mamish need something, Hashem gives it to you. And if you don't have it yet, it's because you don't need it yet. And just that moment, under the table, there was a coin that had rolled away and dropped. And he said, Ayutako, we're starving. Ayutako, <laughs> 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 we're starving. Now we see that you're mamish hungry because Hashem gave you what you needed. If you don't have it yet, you don't need it yet. Very deep. Okay, let's finish off.
היינו, שזויך על ידי אמון על העריך, עשה פעמים שיערך אפי על כל דבר, בלבול ומניע, שאויבר עליו בתפילה סבא ודסאי. Through אמונה פרסון הזויכה to this holy עריך עשה פעמים, this holy איש of הדס, that is מערך אפוי, and every דבר בלבול ומניע, and difficulties and challenges and, and, and hurdles, שאויבר עליו בתפילה סבא ודסאי, שיזבל הכל, he's able to handle everything, ולא יסעצי, ולא יסעצי, there's a cloud, this doesn't make him sad, and it doesn't make him lazy, such a person gathers his strength, his spirit, and it doesn't, doesn't bother him. Again, he carries on doing what he can do, which is what he must do, because that's all he ever needs to do. Such a person will overcome every challenge that he faces. And he won't need to focus on any kind of confusing circumstance, any kind of obstacles. Again, this is all an aspect of, of being patient. That we merit through like we learned that we have this strength of being able to grow, being able to sprout. Such a person is able to sprout and grow in, in his Avodah Hashem. He'll, he'll find the light at the end of the tunnel. Because nothing will be able to prevent him from Mamish continuing. Even if he bumps into a challenge. Nope. He gets back up and keeps on going. Nothing will be able to knock him into into despair. To prevent him from serving Hashem. He does what he can with alacrity and simcha and joy. And he doesn't pay attention to any of the confusing things. All of this, again, is an aspect of Let's finish. Uh, yeah, five more minutes. We'll just finish up. Veda says the Rebbe, where do we have access to this Erech How do we get some? How does a person connect himself to this Midah? Veda says the Rebbe, She'erech HaPayim Tali Be'eretz Yisrael. This Midah of Erech thank you so much for coming, is Tali in Eretz Yisrael. Ki Sham Zoychin L'Bechinas Erech if you're mamish zoichet to connect to the ruach of Eretz Yisrael, and there's a way of living in Eretz Yisrael, but mamish being in Chutzlaretz, and there's a way of being in Chutzlaretz, but mamish being in Eretz Yisrael, because it's an, it's an energy, it's a spirit, it's not just a physical place. The aspect of Eretz Yisrael is Arichas That's Eretz Yisrael. Because Eretz Yisrael is the land of faith. The Pasuk and Tehillim tells us, live in the land. And the Mepharshim say it's talking about Eretz Yisrael. And foster emuna, foster faith. And the Gemara in Ksubis. Yod Amad Beis says, Kol Hadar Be'eretz Yisrael, whoever lives in Eretz Yisrael, Doyme Kemi Sheyesh It's like you have a God. If you live in Eretz Yisrael, how could you not see HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Miracles, Nisim, Beneflois, you see the whole history, literally, Ad Hayoyim Azek Mamish, revolves around this tiny strip of, of desert and sea. Everything, everything, all of Jewish history, the whole Jewish story, from beginning to end, revolves around this place. You see, you have a God. Nimsa, we find Sharet Yisrael, the Bukhinas Amuna. Eretz Yisrael is an aspect of faith. And we said before that through connecting to this level of Amuna, a person gets to access this holy patience. Nothing gets in the way. 
Nimsa, therefore, we find She'ikr avoidas ish ha'yisraeli, the essence of what it means to be a Jew who is carrying out his or her mission in this world, Zeichen ayudei Eretz Yisrael. We merit through Eretz Yisrael. Eretz Yisrael is not just a nice facet of the Jewish tradition. It is the sum total. It is the essence. It's the kernel, to use that word. It's the, it's the, it's the fundamental foundation of, of the Jewish spirit. Shubachinas emunah. That's the Eretz Yisrael Dikamoichin. That's the Moichin Eretz Yisrael. That's the consciousness of Eretz Yisrael. That you could even have an exile, and then you're connected to Eretz Yisrael. It means never stop growing, never stop hoping, never stop yearning. Eretz Yisrael is the land that has represented the sum total of our striving for thousands of years in exile, no matter what we were going through. Eretz Yisrael is the land, literally the land, the earth of Koyach HaGoydel. It's the fertile ground of faith. That's what Eretz Yisrael is. It's the land of faith. And that's what has kept us going throughout exile. It's the light at the end of every tunnel. That's what Eretz Yisrael is. So Eretz Yisrael embodies emuna and aricha sapayim. That at the end of the very long exile, which is aroch ma'od, our aricha sapayim is still longer. Reaches beyond. Reaches beyond. Miketz baha ketz. Through connecting to Eretz Yisrael, through thinking about Eretz Yisrael, as we're going to see in a minute, through yearning for Eretz Yisrael, a person zoichet have tremendous chizuk in his avoda. And not to let any obstacle get in the way and, and knock us off. Very, very important line. It's impossible to truly access serving Hashem without this, because it's just not going to work. Because inevitably we're going to run into brick walls. And the question is, are you going to turn around and walk away? Or are you going to continue sitting there knocking with a smile on your face? A huge difference. Let's finish up. Three minutes left. He says, the Rebbe, the primary yearning and passion of Moshe. That he was so incredibly passionate about reaching Eretz Yisrael. Why did he want to get there so badly? The Gemara asked this question. What did he want? He wanted to eat the fruits. He wanted. What did he want? So the Rebbe has a little bit of a different approach. Moshe wanted to access this Midah of Erechapayim. Because Moshe Rabbeinu saw, quite literally, because he looked into the land, he said, that's where, you, that's where you breathe the air of Avir Eretz Yisrael Machim, the air of faith. Very much. I'm not going to get into that now, but Chachma very much has to do with this. Chachma Zemuna. Kulam b'chachma asisa. Chachma is like the earliest root that's the root of all unity. And that's what the Gemara says in Sanhedrin. Vayimar Moshe, that Moshe quickly hurried. Vayikad arts, and he bent down to the ground. Vayishtachu. Ma ra'a. What did he see? Erech apayim ra'a. When Moshe Rabbeinu looked into Eretz Yisrael, what did he see? He saw the meat of Erech 
That was the whole intention of my Shrabbeinu. And this we finish. That's what the Gemara over there says. Right? And one said he saw MS. One said he saw, one man says he saw the Midav Arachapaim. Says the Rebbe, no. It's just two different aspects of the same thing. Because Eretz Yisrael is also connected to MS and Emuna. MS for Emuna calls us. But the, the end of the Gemara is Shmamina Arachapaimra. Ki Iker. The main thing is Bechinas Arachapaim. So the Rebbe finishes. Listen to this powerful thing. Every person needs to ask Hashem that I should yearn for Eretz Yisrael. Very, very deep. Not just the Rebbe says every person should yearn for Eretz Yisrael. It's not so simple. Maybe I don't. I have to daven to Hashem that Hashem should help me Realize the importance of Eretz Yisrael that I should daven to be able to get there. Daven to be able to, to, to connect to that land with all of my being. Guf and nefesh. And not enough that I should have gagum for Eretz Yisrael, but that all the leaders in Gullus should have, should have yearning for Eretz Yisrael. They shouldn't either forget where we're headed and where Am Yisrael needs to continue to move slowly, slowly but surely. Yearning for Eretz Yisrael is a school for anger and for sadness. Right? We say, the Gemara says whoever gets angry, it's like he served the Vodizara. Which is the opposite of all of this. And he finishes with Zen. This is why right before we say Kriyashma, which is the ultimate declaration of Feshu Amuna Sayyichod, what do we say? In order to get to Amuna, you ever wonder what's the connection? About to say Shema Yisrael, we're about to declare our faith, and we're speaking about Eretz Yisrael. What's the Kesher? Says the Rebbe, this is the Kesher. Because Eretz Yisrael is the land of faith, Eretz Yisrael is the land of Erechapayim. And so this is a good way to remember this whole lesson every day, three times a day, or really in the morning. When we're davening, Birchus Kriyashima, right before we start, we yearn for Eretz Yisrael. It's not just words on a page. We have an opportunity there to yearn, to connect to the consciousness of the land. Why? Why do we want to get? What's the foundation for our yearning for Eretz Yisrael? Because we want to be able to live with Emunah. So we didn't have a chance to take a look at the Dekamach Nefraim. Take the sheets with you if you can and go through, go through it. It's very, very beautiful. And it correlates to the first part of the teaching connecting Emunah to Tefillah. But this was one of the first teachings from Rabbi Nachman that I ever learned. And... Like it, 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 it's such a fundamental source for chizuk, for clarity, for helping me to realign with what this is all about, and to and to help, which is very very challenging in, in our times and each of us in our lives, to somehow manage to even in Galus wherever you are, you stop. And you take a deep breath in of the of the Avir de Eretz Yisrael, wherever a Jew is. Rabbi Nachman says in a different place, it's an aspect of Eretz Yisrael. Because where you're standing is Eretz and you're a Yid. It's a little bit of Eretz Yisrael wherever you're walking. 
Take a deep breath of this, of Emuna. Emuna and Hashem. Understanding that Hashem has Emuna in me, Rabbah Emuna Secha. Hashem's belief in me. And Aricha Sapayim to be able to overcome every challenge. Because we're, we're going to go through challenges. We've gone through challenges. We're going through challenges. As Hashem, it should be easy and smooth riding until now. But if we're people, we go, we're going to go through challenges. We need to be planted firmly in the fertile ground of holy faith. Then, no matter what comes our way, we keep on going. Don't give up. Don't give up. Al Tidyayesh. Really? Did you just come up with that now? Yeah. <laughs> that means you weren't listening to the last 15 I, minutes, I was, huh? I was. It's the background. It does actually pass. Uh, Said Come on, <laughs> Is anyone going to, like, check? No, check, it, check, it, check it. It's one of these uh, Sheva Brachas Gematrias, you know? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, first, I can't with, 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 with pasta, because you mentioned bread. Ah, Again, ah, ah, chita. Okay, Ashrina Yidin. Thanks for joining.